welcome to Ill-Equipped History, where two ill-equipped women cover a story in history, in time, and I am joined by my beautiful co-host, Morgan. Hello, hello. Happy to be here. How you doing today, Morgan? I'm all right. I'm all right. Yeah. Got my tea. I'm ready to go. It's May 1st. It's May 1st. It's your birthday month. It's my birth month. (laughs) My last month of my 20s. (laughs) You're about to join me in your 30s. (laughs) That's okay. I'm totally fine with it. So, before we get any older, do you want to get into it? Yes. (laughs) Okay. Uh, Okay. It's somewhere between the years of 37 and 41 AD. A group of Roman soldiers are being led to the north where they are planning on invading Britain. So why are we invading Britain again? We've lost every battle we've gone into. Honestly, man, I have no idea. I'm pretty sure this emperor has lost his marbles. Shit, man, don't say that too loud. Do you remember what happened to Jimmy last week? He told the emperor he had horse poop on his shoe and was executed. Is that what happened to him? I was wondering why you didn't show up for poker night. Halt! We have come all this way on an epic journey to wage war on our greatest enemy. <laughs> Kick his ass! Poseidon! Poseidon? Like the like god? Poseidon? Poseidon? What the Poseidon? fuck? Now go! Kill the sea! Stab it! Take its treasure! Does he mean the seashells? Yup, he means seashells. We're not leaving this beach until every shell is in my possession and the sea knows who the real god is here! Oh, fuck it. I hate you, Poseidon! I'll stab the hell out of your water! Shells, you saltwater bitch! <laughs> oh, I love these. <laughs> okay, Morgan, do you know who we're talking about today? Um. I take it it's some Roman emperor. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Uh, We're talking about the mostly agreed upon worst one in emperor history, Caligula. 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 So how much do you know about Caligula off the top of your head? Um... I don't know. I think I know he was kind of young. Um, mm-hmm. I think I remember him being like a little bratty. Honestly, the most I know about him is from uh, this book series called The Trials of Apollo, mm-hmm. which is written by the same author who did the Percy Jackson series. Um, yeah. That's, that's about all I know. <laughs> he was born... On August 31st, 12 AD, in Antium, Italy. And did you know that Caligula is not his real name? I did not know that. 
Okay, so his real name is Gaius Caesar Augustus Germanicus. Yeah, that's a very long name. It's a mouthful. Can you imagine putting that on a scantron? (laughs) Oh, God. You'd have to have two scantrons. (laughs) Oh, God, I'd forgotten about scantrons. I think that was just a memory I blocked out of my brain. Uh, So his mother was Agrippina. Um, And she was the granddaughter of Emperor Augustus. And his father was Germanicus, who was the nephew and adopted son of Emperor Tiberius. So Emperor Tiberius adopted his nephew as his son. And he was part of the guard. Germanicus was. Caligula got his nickname from the soldiers that fought alongside Germanicus, When Caligula was about three years old, he would dress up in a little miniature soldier outfit. And the soldiers thought he was adorable, thought he was, like, their mascot. And Caligula means little boot. Oh, that's that's really cute. Isn't that the cutest? Can you imagine being a grown-ass man still being called little boot? (laughs) But, uh, that's really cute. I didn't even think about it. Maybe that's why he was so crazy. Stop calling me little <laughs> boot. Like, Stop it. <laughs> My name is Gaius Caesar Augustus Germanicus. <laughs> Not Caligula. <laughs> he had a bunch of siblings. I think one source said that his mother and father had nine kids. Oh, wow. Five of them lived. Oh, okay. Six of them. Sorry. Six, including Caligula. So there's... Julia, Lavilla, Drusilla, Agrippina the Younger, Nero, and Drusus. Nero. Who were his siblings. Wait, like, is that the same Nero? Different okay, Nero. I was like, not the uh... same Nero. Everyone's named the same thing. Okay. <laughs> so, sorry, it's guys. Okay. It's going to get a little confusing. So, in his younger years, his father died. Oh, okay. And Agrippina firmly believed that Tiberius was to blame. And you remember, Tiberius was a well and thoroughly hated emperor. Everybody hated him because he was cruel, to say the least. After publicly declaring her desire for revenge against Tiberius, Emperor Tiberius had Agrippina and Caligula's two brothers imprisoned where all three of them later died. His sisters and him were spared because they were so young, they were thought to have been no immediate threat. Okay. At least they didn't come after, like, the children. Not all Not of them. Not all of them. I think, her, I think his brothers were adults at that point, or at least considered adults. Because mm. I think I read one where I think one or two of them might have been married, so they were older. At this time, he was sent to live with Tiberius's mother, Livia Drusilla, another Drusilla, when he was a child, where eventually he went and lived in Capri, the island of Capri, with Tiberius as a teenager. Caligula basically became the most pampered prisoner, and he was like firsthand raised by Tiberius. And Tiberius even made him the heir to the throne, even though Caligula secretly hated Tiberius. Wow. I mean, that's that's quite the, the glow up from being a prisoner, even a well-off prisoner to yeah. be heir to the throne. I know. 
So Tiberius made him heir, and he started exposing Caligula to scenes of torture and brutality, claiming that he was, quote, nursing a viper in Rome's bosom. Mm. So, yeah, Tiberius was kind of crazy, too. There was an ancient historian named Suetonius. I had to look up the pronunciation of that one. Suetonius. Who wrote in his book or his writings that, quote, Even in those days, Caligula could not control his natural brutality. He loved watching tortures and exhibitions and, disguised in wig and robe, abandoned himself nightly to the pleasures of feasting and scandalous living. So, he just kind of, I mean, definitely not cool to, like, enjoy torture and pain, but it also sounds like he's just like, hey, I'm going to, like, put on a disguise and just hang out and party with the people. He had, he was. He was doing um, things that are probably frowned upon. <laughs> okay. That's why the disguise. Yeah. Un- unbecoming of an uh, emperor-to-be. Yes. Yes. So he was married four times. Oh, wow. And I'm going to need you to buckle up for these. Okay. I'm, I'm buckling up. <laughs> okay. <laughs> buckle up. Put on your safety harness. Junia Claudilla was his first marriage. Um, they were married in either 31 or 33 AD. This was so long ago, you know, who's to say? She unfortunately died in childbirth along with the child, mm-hmm. and it had been arranged by Tiberius. So they were married before he became emperor. Uh, the ancient historian Cassius Dio incorrectly states that Caligula divorced her before she died. That's untrue. Okay. And... They were married around the time that he was in Capri. So So he was a teenager? You know. Uh maybe a later teenager. Okay. I mean he he took the throne when he was twenty four. Okay. So probably a later teenager. And she she died before he became emperor. Now I'm gonna go ahead and tell you about all the wives because some of the things that happened in his reign, I couldn't really hone down exactly when they happened or I would have put them all in a nice, neat little timeline. So, you know, we're going to fast forward a little bit and then, then back yeah. up. So Junia Claudilla died a couple years after they got married. Livia or Astilla, or alternately she goes by Cornelia or Astilla, they married in either 37 or 38 A.D., <laughs> and she was originally married to Gaius Calpurnius Piso, but Piso was convinced or forced to annul the marriage so Caligula could marry her. Oh, that's not very nice. This, <laughs> it gets worse. Oh, no. This was claimed to have happened during Piso and Oristilla's wedding celebration. <gasps> oh, no. So, like, they got married, and Caligula was like, I want that lady, and, like, <laughs> took her. Oh, on their and wedding it, day. <laughs> on their wedding day. Apparently, Oristilla was an unwilling empress and remained loyal to her first husband, but, so she was just like, yeah, I'm not fucking you. Yeah, you took her <laughs> on her it. wedding day. Yeah, and the next day... Caligula 
divorced her. Wait. Probably because she wouldn't put out. Wait, 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 wait. So. So the day after Caligula and Oristillo were married, he divorced her. And then prohibited her from returning to her relationship with Piso. Oh my god, this... But, (laughs) Oristilla and Piso don't give two shits, (laughs) and they were banished for adultery to a distant island. Okay. So good for them. They were just like, fine, (laughs) we'll leave. What a shit show. I know. All right, are you ready for wife number three? I don't know if I'm ready. Lolia Paulina. I couldn't really find exactly, like, the year that they got married, but it was somewhere in between, like, 38 and, like, 39. Okay. So, I I guess right after Livia. So, Lolia, these names are kind of hard, Publus, Pubilus, Mimius, Regulus, was her first husband. Okay. A man of consular rank who served on the council in the year 31 and later. So he was on the council and she was ordered to leave her husband upon overhearing a remark about the beauty of her grandmother. When I read that the first time, I thought the grandmother was like bragging about how pretty Lolia was. But the more I read it, I really think that he's like, heard about how pretty her grandmother was and was like, that's a good investment. I'm so confused. Like, why is he, I why is he going after all these married women for no reason? Uh, she, Caligula divorced her after six months because she was infertile. I don't even know if that's true. Oh, wow. And he forbade her from sleeping or associating with other men. Like, after he divorced her? Yes. Oh my god. What a jerk. He's like I'm sure she was doing it anyway. If I can't have you, no one can. Yeah. (laughs) Oh my god. But like you had her. You had her. So like why did you get rid of her? This guy's such a tool. I don't know. Ugh, I know. So then in forty one no, I'm sorry. In thirty nine, he married Melonia Saisonia. These names I love that name. Melonia Saisonia. I know. (laughs) (laughs) i love it so they were married in 39 and they had a daughter together so it was the only surviving child of caligula julia drusilla after his again with the names okay yes and i'll get into their demise oh no demise (laughs) oh no yes Sorry, I kind of gave it away, but it ain't good. Oh, no. <laughs> I know. Okay. So now that we have talked about how horrible he was with women, but he couldn't get a wife for his own, so he was stealing other people's. Let's get into his reign. His very short reign. Mm-hmm. So he became emperor on March 16th of 37. Wow, so... Right? The day after the Ides of March. They're like, you can't do it on the Ides of March. We gotta wait a day. (laughs) (laughs) The day. Yep. And upon the death of Tiberius, Caligula became the co-emperor with Tiberius' son, Gemellus. And Gemellus, uh, he died. It's a little sus. I'm gonna be honest. 
He died real quick, so... Well, a s- suspicious deaths follow emperors, you know. Yeah. Yeah, just... It, I mean, Caligula wasn't going to share. No. So... <laughs> what? No. <laughs> no, this guy is nuts. <laughs> and in his early days of reign, he was beloved. I mean, he was doing such good things. In the first seven months of his reign were were described as peaceful and blissful. Okay. And it was said, there was a quote here that says, Caligula is described as the first emperor who was admired by everyone in, quote, all the world from the rising to the setting sun. Wow. So he was beloved. He was doing good things. Especially, I guess, after Tiberius, because everyone hated Tiberius yeah. and I was like this guy's yeah. great <laughs> and his his father Germanicus was loved by the people everybody loved Germanicus and everyone hated Tiberius so they were like this is gonna be great we've got Germanicus's son except the problem was that he was raised by the crazy ass Tiberius yeah. um, so in his first couple months he was described as generous in spirit and political in nature He ended the treason trials instituted by Tiberius. He recalled exiles, so he was bringing people back that had been exiled for dumb reasons. He gave long overdue bonuses to the Praetorian Guard. Okay, that's good. Which I guess is what who his father was in, or I think. He completed a number of building projects that were started by the former emperor. So I guess Tiberius had started a bunch of projects and then never finished them. He finished them. Okay. He rebuilt decaying temples. He built a lighthouse at Bologna. Is that how you say that? Bologna? Bologna. I doubt it. <laughs> I think it's Bologna. <laughs> Bologna. Now all I can think about is the Oscar Mayer commercials. <laughs> <laughs> My baloney has a first name. <laughs> so I see ya. Don't copyright us. <laughs> okay. No, please don't hate us. I think it's Bologna. Bologna. Okay, well he built a lighthouse okay. there. He began work on new aqueducts. And you know, his buildings are actually like people today like that some of them are still standing and people love them like they're really well done um he built an amphitheater in pompeii and there were numerous gladiatorial games and chariot races to entertain people and he lowered taxes and we're talking like that's the first seven months yeah it's so he is riding high it's too bad that amphitheater wouldn't last (laughs) yeah the show went up in smoke Oh my gosh, you made it so much worse than I did. <laughs> I might have to cut that joke out, but I had don't to do say it. it. Don't do it. Just don't. leave it in. Oh, it's no. oh god. <laughs> too soon. Too soon. It's been like twelve hundred years. <laughs> I swear I'm not a mean person. No, okay. So <laughs> After about six to seven months, he became very ill and was bedridden for weeks. And after his recovery, many say that he awoke a madman. Uh-oh. Yeah. Um, and during this time, the Senate was passing decrees and 
the providence is governed without issue and everything was just kind of running really really smoothly and it started to make people wonder if an emperor was even necessary oh yeah recent sources are divided in trying to kind of figure out the medical reason to his behavior some think that it was encephalitis mm. Mm-hmm. epilepsy, or meningitis. Okay. Other theories include that he was poisoned. I mean, poison could probably cause brain yeah. damage, right? I mean, brain, like poison, um, a really high fever. Um, yeah. Like, like yeah. can happen with meningitis, um, yeah. encephalitis for sure. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's a bunch of different things that can yeah. change yeah. your brain chemistry and therefore yeah. changing your personality. Yeah. Some think it was alcoholism reacting to the possible epilepsy. Mm. And some think it could be exposure to lead. That'll do it, too. Because that'll do it, too. They've actually done studies where lead poisoning makes people mean. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, you think about, this is kind of a tangent, but, um, you know, we have unleaded gasoline right now because gasoline used to have lead in it. And there's all these lead fumes out and about and, like... That stuff didn't get really regulated until the 70s. And guess when the most prolific serial killers of all time were out and about? In the 70s. Mm. In California, where there's just, like, clogs and clogs and clogs of leaded gasoline smoke and emissions all over the place. Like, in Hollywood and L.A. So, yeah, you know, sorry, that was kind of a tangent. but (laughs) No, it's a good tangent. That's too much of a coincidence to be a coincidence. After the illness. So he awoke, he got better, he lived through it. Now, we're talking about around the year 40 AD. Some of these are just accusations. Some of them, I mean, you can't prove everything from that time. So I'm just going to report on everything that I found. And we're just going to go from there. So he started feuding with the Senate. Um, and he even declared himself a god. Mm. Don't think the gods yep. would take that too kindly. No. The last emperor to declare himself higher than the Senate to be godlike was his namesake, Gaius Julius Caesar. Oh. And we all know how well, we all know how that worked out we for him. We should totally just stab Caesar. A <laughs> <laughs> <Just> two <brute. laughs> Um, so, he raised taxes again. Like, bitch, you just lowered them. It's like, oh, wait, no, I need that tax money. But he had shit to spend it on. Yeah. Like, like his horse. <laughs> Incitatus was the horse's name. Uh, he loved this horse so much that the horse was gifted jewel-encrusted collars and had a marble stall. Oh, my gosh. This horse is living better than I am. I want to be that horse. Can I live in a marble <laughs> stall? With jewel-encrusted collars? Please. <laughs> Please. Um, and he really, really was trying to make this horse a member of the council. <laughs> but he was assassinated before he... Could. Wait, the horse uh, was? In some sources... Caligula was. <laughs> Caligula. Okay. I was like, don't tell me the horse was assassinated. 
the horse was just chilling in his marble okay, stall. Okay, I just had to make sure. <laughs> no. Some, uh, some say that he wanted to put the horse on council just because he thought the council members were stupid and he wanted to show that his horse was more important than they were. <laughs> Which is a mood. <laughs> My horse can roll this country better than y'all could. <laughs> <laughs> y'all dumbasses. <laughs> he began to purge suspected enemies. We all know what that oh, means. Oh, no. Yeah, he brought back the trial treasons. Oh, no. But t- <laughs> he started condemning people to confiscate confiscate their property. Oh, yikes. Yeah. The ancient historian Suetonius, I think I said that right. It's probably going to change every time I it's say it. It's all right. It's fine. Y'all know who I'm talking about, right? Suetonius. Um, Suetonius referred to him as a monster, and in his work, The Twelve Caesars, he further added that, quote, it is difficult to say whether weakness of understanding or corruption of morals were more conspicuous in the character of Caligula. He seems to have discovered from his earliest years an innate depravity of mind, which is undoubtedly much increased by defect of education. Boom roasted. (laughs) Got him. (laughs) Damn. Uh, so <laughs> that is <laughs> scathing. Um, Suetonius also adds that he became more sadistic and, quote, showed the keenest interest in witnessing and suffering. Oh, sorry. Quote, showed the keenest interest in witnessing the suffering and torment of those condemned being tortured. Wow. So he's real fucked yeah, up. Yeah, sounds like it. Caligula also built, with the the tax money that he just rose again, he built a two and a half mile pontoon bridge across the Bay of Baiae. Oh my God. (laughs) He was said to have galloped back and forth across the bridge on his horse for two days straight wearing a dazzling golden cape. Oh my God. Can you imagine? How long did it take them to... It's a two and a half mile long bridge in ancient times. A floating bridge. A floating bridge. And his response to his critics about this bridge was, quote, let them hate me so long as they fear me. Oh my God. Haters gonna hate. So I'm just... Just imagining him with a golden, sparkly-ass cape riding on a pontoon bridge, just yelling, let them hate me! Because they hate me! (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god. Like, that sounds like a manic episode. Like, him, like, going, like, riding for two days straight on his horse, just back and forth, like... There is something going on in his are noggin. Are we sure he wasn't like? Are we sure he wasn't like very bipolar or something oh God. like that? Who knows? Who really knows? Ugh. So he led meaningless campaigns in Germany in an attempt to gain some form of military glory, like his father mm-hmm. had. He lost all the battles. Yeah. 
You don't you don't yeah. go to war just to go to war. It usually doesn't end well. No. During one of the campaigns in the north, and this is our scene in the beginning, it was a supposed invasion of Britain. Historian Dio wrote, quote, Next he took his seat on a lofty platform and gave the soldiers the signal as if for battle, bidding the trumpeteers to urge them on. Then all of a sudden, he ordered them to gather up the shells. (laughs) (laughs) He had declared war on the god of the sea, Poseidon. Some say Neptune. So some say Poseidon, some say Neptune. He, he ordered his soldiers to go to the beach and stab the sea and waves with their swords and throw spears at them. <laughs> Contemporary researchers wonder whether the emperor's bizarre decision was intended to punish reluctant soldiers who didn't want to board a ship. <laughs> like, even from that angle, it's just ridiculous. Like, oh, you don't want to go on the ship? I'm just going to have you stab the sea. Which, honestly, now that I think about it, Poseidon was a very, like, he was not a god you messed with. None, none of them were, but especially Poseidon. Because, I mean, have you ever seen, like, a storm on the ocean? A hurricane? You yeah. Know, like, the sea can be very deadly. So maybe he was like, you don't want to get on the ship? Well, I'm going to have you piss off Poseidon so he'll drown you. <laughs> oh, my God. Who knows? Or maybe he's just like... <laughs> You get to feel like an idiot for stabbing waves. <laughs> Either way, it sucks. I think I'd rather just have Poseidon take me. Like, just walk into the I ocean. Can't go home. I can't go home and tell my family in good conscience that I stabbed the sea. Just take me. I've got all this armor on. I'm just going to walk into the ocean. My my favorite part of this is that he took all the shells back and he exhibited his booty. So he was like, look at my shells. <laughs> it's like finding a pretty rock on, the, on a hike and like, I found a rock. I stole these. <laughs> look at it. I stole these. I took them straight from Poseidon's hands. <laughs> which is uh great um he also waged a constant war with the jewish population in judah oh my gosh leave them alone leave those people alone he wanted the jewish people to pay homage to him as a deity and when they wouldn't he threatened to have a statue of himself erected in the temple of jerusalem oh my god that they should worship thankfully somebody convinced him maybe don't do that yeah they only worship one god why would they also worship you they don't even have your belief system (laughs) They're in a completely different pantheon. Nope. <laughs> Leave them alone. No, he, <laughs> they were like, no, we've got like one yeah. God. It's it's the one and it ain't you, yeah. buddy. So, and he threw a hissy fit. Oh, man. A hissy fit. And then some of these are, are uh, not okay. So he uh, was claimed to have incestual relations with his younger oh. sister. Oh, oh no! Yeah. 
I think it was Drusilla. Oh, no. Um, and, and then forced his sisters to sleep with other various men, which was Oh, ugh. no. I know. I know. He would throw audience members, one source said, like, whole sections of audience members into the arena to be eaten by <gasps> beasts because he was, quote, bored. So, like, when all the prisoners were eaten, he was just like, ah, I want some more people dead. So he made the soldiers throw them into the oh arena. Oh, God. Can you imagine, like, a fun day with your family to watch gladiators? And then you're, they're like, looks like it's your turn. <laughs> oh, my God. How awful. <laughs> I know. <laughs> also, you said fun day with the family watching the gladiators. That's what it, it was a different time really back then. It was a different time. <laughs> That gives me anxiety just thinking about it. Hey, look, little Johnny. He just got his head chopped off. Yay. <laughs> oh, look, looks like mommy's next. Oh, See you no. later. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> men's wives and then just brag about oh, it. Oh, my God. I hate this that. Guy. He turned the palace into a brothel. Naturally. Of course he did. Naturally. And apparently he built two lavish barges to be situated on Lake Nimi. Is it Nimi or Nimi? Sometimes called pleasure barges. This sounds like a party barge, like the the pontoon boats. <laughs> but they were said to have marble decor, mosaic floors, statues, and there he would hold wild debaucherous parties is what they called how them. How did they even float? If they had marble and statue like how did these party barges even float? Buoyancy. Thank you. <laughs> Thanks for explaining to me there. how boats work. <laughs> I could hold that one in. Sorry. It's okay. Um, I don't know. They they looked big okay. in the picture, so I guess I I don't know. Maybe they were really deep because they sounded really heavy. Mm, I'm sure. But they were apparently uncovered during the 20s and 30s, and unfortunately, they had been destroyed. Mostly during the Second World War, mm. but a lead pipe, a lead pipe was found bearing the inscription "Property of Gaius Caesar Augustus Germanicus." Honestly, that so he put a stamp on well, that. And honestly, like even though he sucks, like that's so neat that this freaking barge lasted like God almost two thousand years. That's yeah. ridiculous. Up until World War II, which, I mean, you know, was not a good time for anyone right. involved. Yeah, it's really cool. And I don't know the specific details of that. I don't know if it was buried and then 
dug up in the 20s and 30s and then got destroyed, which that makes the most sense to Mm me. I don't think a barge would last that long just in the open air. It would need to be preserved. Yeah, I agree. Especially if it's like made of wood. Something. Yeah. Right. Right. So, his death. He was 28 years old. January 24th of 41 AD. Apparently, people had enough of his bullshit. They just they had enough. They were like, fuck this guy. How Do you know how soon this was after his assault on the ocean? I don't, unfortunately. If I had to guess, probably pretty soon. The Because he was killed by members of the Praetorian Guard. Oh. So they probably came back and they were just like, I hate this man. <laughs> <laughs> And the the guard members who who killed him, they were led by Cassius Cheria, Cheria, who had been a big target for Caligula's insults over the years. He was confronted in the underground corridor at the Imperial Palace where he had been hosting the Palatine Games, which was an event where they uh, had sports and dramatic plays and stuff like that. Okay. Caligula was stabbed 30 times as an act of symbolism. Some sources say that he was stabbed the same number of times that Julius Caesar was stabbed, and they did that on purpose. Because Julius Caesar was his great-great-grandfather. We should totally just stab Caesar. Stab Caesar. (laughs) All the Caesars. And both were murdered by people named Cassius. Yeah. Hmm, that's interesting. Yep. So Julius, yeah, Julius Caesar was, it was Brutus Mm -hmm. and I forgot Brutus's first name, but Brutus is his last name. And then Gaius Cassius Longinus names. (laughs) Biggest dickus. (laughs) (laughs) I'm so sorry. I just got this very vivid flash of history of the world part one and that whole bit (laughs) with the the soldier named Biggest Dickus. I can't. I'm so sorry. My brain, it cannot stay on a linear Please. track. <laughs> Please don't apologize. That was the best. Okay, so I told you I was going to tell you about his last wife's demise. Okay. So his last wife, I've forgotten her name already, Melonia Saisonia. They decided they hated this guy so much that they went back to the castle after murdering him. And they killed her and, unfortunately, the one-year-old daughter as well. Yeah. Apparently, she died honorably. She heard of her husband's death and offered her own neck. So it was a very swift death along with Julia's, but they, unfortunately, did decide to end the line. Let's say they wanted no more remnants of this guy. No more. Yep. And that was their only child. Yeah. So... So during the assassination, Claudius, Caligula's uncle, I guess saw the whole thing happening and like hid behind curtains, <laughs> fearing for his own life. All right. I was just that's just a really funny image in my brain. <laughs> I know. But ap- apparently after Caligula's death, 
it took, a, I guess, a few months. The people were really going back and forth, like, do we want democracy or do we want an emperor again? And apparently the emperor side won out. So Claudius, who was the only living male in that side of the family, was named the new emperor. So he hid out in the corner and then All right. <laughs> was like, here you go. You're the new emperor. Congratulations. As a, you know, disclaimer. I would like to add that many of the ancient sources, Suetonius being the most famous of them, viewed him as a depraved and self-absorbed emperor. Many of these authors were commissioned by later emperors who viewed Caligula in a negative Mm -hmm. light. While much of what was written was true, it's not necessarily all true, and none of them ever hit on any of the positive aspects. Because he did do some good things there at the beginning. Mm -hmm. But none of them really hit on the positive aspects. And I would like to point out that Suetonius wasn't born until about 28 years after Caligula's death. So he was considered a historian. So he, you know, didn't live through that time. But unfortunately, those kinds of people are the only ones that we have to know about these people. So whatever light they paint these emperors in is the only light we see. Right. Makes sense. So he might not have been as bad of a person, but he was still pretty shitty. Yeah. Even if a quarter of this was true, he ain't a good guy. Yeah. That's what I was trying to figure out how to say. Like, like what you said, if most, like probably like 80% is true, then That fucking sucks. Yeah. Yeah. But that is what I have on Caligula. Thank you. This was, this was really good. I I definitely learned something. Yeah. I, uh, I'm pretty sure my mouth was open about half the time of doing this one. Cause I was just like, there is no way, (laughs) no way, but multiple sources said that a lot of this was true. (laughs) And if multiple sources are saying it, you know. Yeah. This guy sucked. Yeah. Yeah. I would like to thank Sarah for the research help. Sarah, you know what Sarah you are. Really big. Appreciative. I had a busy weekend, so I I had some help with the research. Yay, Sarah. So thank you. Yay, Sarah. We love you. And... I can't wait for next week. No, I'm excited. I'm ready to share my episode. Um, It's kind of funny because, like, there's a couple of things that you mentioned that tie, not directly, but, you know, Jewish people are very prominent in my episode, and Mm -hmm. World War II is very prominent in my episode, so it's just kind of a little funny, Mm -hmm. like, tie-in. Nothing else is the same, though. It's a very, very different, different story. We have the same brain. After 20 years, I think we just... (laughs) We've meshed together. We really have. Like, there's some times where we have the exact same thought, and it's like, our our wavelengths, our brave wavelengths are literally identical, I think, at this point. Yeah. All right. People honestly think we're sisters a lot of the time. And we are. We are. In spirit. Yes. 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 Okay. So, if you want to email us, tell us about the great job we're doing, (laughs) or if you have (laughs) any 
uh, topic suggestions, you can email us at illequippedhistory at gmail.com. No spaces or dashes or anything like that. And you can find us on Instagram at illequippedhistory. And we'll see you next week. Okay, bye. Okay, bye.